0: Welcome to a new episode of the Ambitious Sloth Podcast. I'm your host Julian, and in this show I will interview people about their ambitions, their meaning in life, and just like what motivates them to be extraordinary. My next guest is Luke Hatzma, a UI and UX designer at Spindle, with interesting perspectives on leadership, altruism, and paying forward. And Groningen he helped organizing events like Startup Weekend, and the Refresh Conference. And in my opinion, a very kind and generous guy. And I want to start with what struck me the most at the Startup Weekend. It was just <laughs> so amazing to see how, what, how you put the human touch in the whole event, how you made it this, this whole event with so many different people, emotional, and how you could um, reach so many different people with I guess your being.
1: Mm, and thanks, yeah. That's uh
0: that's really amazing
1: to hear, I guess. Yeah.
0: And recently I, I talked to another person that I met in um the launch cafe. And I was I was saying, Yeah, I'm I'm going to, to Spindle for like the rooms for the location, for the for the master thesis. And do you do you know Luke? And he was like, Of course everybody knows Luke. <laughs> and so that was like another um, show of like that your um I guess your, your human side, your your emotional, how you connect with people is really spreading. Yes. And that was I guess also the the biggest reason why I then was like, I need to talk to you more and need to get your perspective on things, your ambitions and mm-hmm. just wanna wanna see how you approach the world. And I think that could be super super value for other people too to see Okay, there's another way than what we just say, like just the transactional relationship with people that you, I guess, learn most of in maybe business sites or anywhere that are there. So I would like, I would love to with to talk with you about those topics and see what your perspective
1: is on that. Cool. Well, it's a pleasure to have <laughs> you at least. like, uh, It's nice to see you again. Yeah,
0: yeah really curious. And, yeah, well, the the biggest part that struck uh, stuck in my head from last time, I think I mentioned beforehand, was already like you ha- live just such a way of altruism, of paying forward, of just really not expecting something in return. That's even how we got connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're a, a bit, okay, why do you think this is like such a good way and why do you think it's helping you actually even?
1: Yeah. Well, um, yeah uh, i I need to make one remark uh, okay. is that uh, I don't live altruism because I also uh, have to make a living, right I can't okay do yeah, it yeah for free so but but the main principle that I really believe in is that if you uh, uh, pay it forward, uh, uh then it will come back to you sooner or later, and like how much of my effort does it take to just have a conversation with somebody who wants to learn um, fits really well with my purpose? think it's really important also uh uh well, to help people develop and grow and that really makes me happy as well if that is an opportunity uh, uh that I can hand. And uh like for example you were introducing with the start of uh, uh that you also were at Startup Weekend. And I remember like our first conversation also and uh uh, you really hadn't. Well, you had heard about Startup Weekend before in Hong Kong, I yeah, believe, yeah. Uh, but um, um, uh, never didn't have any intention at the time to participate uh, in Startup Weekend. And we only spoke to each other on, uh, I, I believe, the a few th- days. Yeah, Third a few day, days yeah. before that the event actually were taking place, and. Sorry, it was the
0: next day. It was uh, starting on Friday. We started talking Thursday. Yeah,
1: exactly. And uh, I just, uh, I don't, uh, I really, uh, this was really funny because I just said, "Why don't you participate? If you, if you're interested, uh, I, I can uh, get you a ticket still." So, and then we, uh, we said, "Oh, why not?" And uh, he joined and went in open-minded, and uh, that was really uh, fun to see and how this all happened, uh, got got to happen. And this is also a great example of like serendipity. And those moments are only created if you are going to give it forward. And uh, uh, now I'm here sitting with you, uh, having a good time, uh, talking about uh, interesting things, and we can inspire a lot more people, I guess, uh, to do so.
0: Yeah. And um, then also in the other talk where we had, you spoke about the this, this story that I still have super vividly in my head of you wanting to work in South Africa on this grape farm it was, right?
1: Oh, yeah. What do you share it again? Uh yeah, I um, I have a huge love for South Africa. Uh I did an internship in South Africa in 2009 2009, yeah. Um and uh, I returned in uh, last January uh, or last year last uh, in January. So 2019. Um, and I always like, like sometimes you're really busy with work, right? So mm-hmm. I always say like, oh, it would be so nice to, uh, just, uh, be in a wine field, uh, uh pick some grapes, nice mountains, and, uh, the sun is shining. And by the end of the day, we'll have a glass of wine. I totally idolized it. Um, and this, this was, a. uh. uh yeah I have a perfect picture basically and um so in january i was in south africa and um i uh, had to tra- like i traveled a bit on my own because uh, i was staying with friends and they were uh, 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 staying at home because they are a little bit more elderly. Um, so I was on a trip on my own and uh, I went through this beautiful valley and then by the end of the valley, uh, there was this wine field and um, there were lots of people working in that wine field and I thought to myself, well, I always say I want to be in a wine field. Uh, now is maybe the time uh, to pick those grapes. And uh, But initially I said, well, I don't know if I should do that now. So I drove on and um, kept on like it was spinning. Like I was thinking of it in my uh, head, and uh, then I thought, well, I have to turn the car around and uh, basically go go do this because I always say it and I never do it. And now is an opportunity. I'm on my own. There's nobody I have to take into consideration uh, here at this moment. So I turned around the car and uh, drove into the uh, to the, uh, well, the the wine farm. Um, And I walked into the field and the people were looking at me like, what the heck is this This white guy coming to do here? Because most people, like, well, actually all the people in the field were co- uh, of color. Um, not speaking English also very well. Uh, I think this, like, this area was mainly Afrikaans and uh, also uh, some Um uh, uh, but, but could you then understand them in Afrikaans? Afrikaans is uh, quite similar to exactly, Dutch, so, right. but for me to speak in Afrikaans was uh, still a bit too uh, a mile too far. Uh, okay. I can speak a little bit Afrikaans, but uh, yeah, not sufficient enough for me to feel comfortable. Even doing so also a, already a very scary thing, uh, I think, because uh, like most people know, South Africa isn't the safest country, and you you heard hear these horror stories, which well are not. Uh, well, there are horrific things, but it's not uh, all of it. You know, yeah. there's much more. There's also yeah. a lot of beautiful people and uh, yeah. honest people, and there's a lot. Of, well, you just have to be a bit considerate. Um, but anyway, I uh, went into a field, and all well, the, these people were looking at me like, "What the heck is he coming to do here?" Um, I was wearing a white shirt and uh, just normal neat shoes and um, not lo- uh, not wearing any sun uh, block whatsoever. And, uh, well, they basically pointed towards a guy who was sitting on a tractor and he said, oh, I'll go talk to them. Uh, so so I uh, walked on and uh, passed everybody who was still working in the wine field. And they were like, <laughs> while they were working, looking at me like, "What? what is he coming to do here? And I was like, "Well, this is my uh, dream. I uh, always uh, say that I want to work on a wine farm, just to, uh, have to be empty, like have my mind uh, empty." Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, said, "Well, oh, uh, uh, we don't have a scissor for you." And then there was this other guy, and uh, he, he came. Oh, I have a scissor. And <laughs> so eventually, I uh, got uh, got to uh, uh, actually cut the grapes. Uh, uh, obviously, I asked like. What, uh, how, well, how do I do this? Uh, where do I have to cut the grapes and uh, which grapes to pick and which, which not? So I started, uh, he said, well, just anything, just, just, just start. And uh, so I started and it took five minutes uh, before I cut my hand. <laughs> and I had to go back to the chief and say, hey, listen, I've cut my hand. Can I continue or do you have a, a bandage? So I got a bandage and I could just continue if I want. And uh, there were also a lot of women in the field, and um, uh, obviously, like it's hard work. Uh, um, and I thought, well, these these huge heavy crates they weigh a lot. So I thought, well, let's help those uh, women a bit to, for, to hand those in to the with the tractor. And uh, so I picked up, uh, and, and then suddenly everybody started shouting, "Hey, where are you going with my uh, my crates?" and Apparently, I only discovered then uh that um uh, they get paid per crate, and then obviously I was curious what 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 do you earn per crate how many crates do you have to pick so they had to collect fifty crates a day uh, and I only managed to do one in forty five minutes or so um and uh, uh, they only earned uh, 20 euros, and like I calculated, 20 euro cents per crate. Okay. So that was really horrific, actually.
0: 20 euro cents?
1: Yeah, per crate. Wow. Uh, so my idealistic picture of uh, working on a wine farm uh, wasn't idealistic at all. But mm-hmm. I obviously got a really nice story in return. But, uh, and I... I uh, really love love the experience, and I'm really also proud of myself that I uh, just did it, because uh, I know that um, many people would not uh, basically walk into that field, and I might have not uh, done so in the past. But I learned that, uh, yeah, doing things uh, like this uh, is really beneficial for, uh, yeah, your own development. Just pursue things that you always were curious about.
0: Just, just seek, really seeking out for the experience and not just
1: like fantasizing yeah. about it. I well, guess. be curious and uh, like like kids can be curious, right? Yeah, um, just two things. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, like curiosity is something really to cherish, I think, and uh, you should follow up on it. You should also stimulate it.
0: And I guess that is also really connected to what you said beforehand. When you have this curiosity and reach out for it, or just do those experiences. You're also not really afraid of failing.
1: Yeah, that's well. It, it didn't. Or did that? Get it didn't into even a, come into my mind. Mind like. I uh, could fail at like Like, What I did think was uh, like, well, okay, what what if uh, I did? I'm wondering if I I didn't really. There was not a voice in my head saying like, oh, you have to be scared or whatsoever. But obviously, it was an exciting thing to do. Um... Yeah, it's a good question. Um, yeah, I don't know. There was the, obviously you have things in your mind like what what's the worst thing that can happen. And uh, 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 but yeah, I don't know. It didn't stop me.
0: And also, you didn't fear of like doing something wrong or failing at this thing, right?
1: No, true. No, no. There's no uh, no yeah i don't i don't know I, I i don't necessarily see a relationship between uh, uh having a, feel, a feeling of failure and that moment uh i just thought i can ask it and uh, uh if if it's not a possibility then i just continue and there, maybe it's also a bit about expectation that uh okay. like i didn't have any expectations fair enough yeah yeah, yeah i only it's... have that idealistic <laughs> expectation but <laughs> Yeah, I didn't mind that it that was not uh, uh, being met.
0: And do you think that is then a huge difference to like what's going on most of the time here when you like search for a job when you yeah. do
1: like other tasks, do a presentation, do a presentation. Yeah, yeah presentations. I find like I then then uh, <laughs> I'm really that I find scary. But what's for you then the difference
0: between I'll just go out on stage and say something or I just go back and cut some grapes
1: Mm, yeah that's a good it's a deep question it's a deep question Uh, maybe the social pressure uh, if you're up on a stage that uh, people are looking at you and uh, you want to do good you want to perform well you don't want to make mistakes you don't want to say something wrong you don't want to forget to say something I have made that kind of uh, failures in the past and Um, I think maybe also because so many eyes are pointed at you, Mm -hmm. that's what I don't really like. And that are also the moments that I'm mostly scared of failure.
0: And were you also like looked at when you cut yourself at the grape farm or were you looked at when you were working there?
1: Uh, Well it was funny, one of the uh, other workers there showed me his hand which was really full with with, with cut marks. but, uh, no, not not in a way that you think, like, okay, well, they really find me stupid now. That's just, a, like, I obviously sometimes tell it in the story. They must have thought, like, what's this Dutch guy coming to do here, cutting his hand in the first five minutes? Yeah. Because it's a funny fact, I guess. Um, and and uh, it was also a horrific sight with my white shirt being all uh, covered with blood and uh, and mud. Um, but, no, um, there was nobody there who... Judging me at all, but I also think that in the South African culture, it's a uh, slightly different than uh, Dutch uh, culture. Okay. Um, it's much more authoritarian uh, than it is in the, in the Netherlands, I think.
0: Okay, so made that also difference then for you.
1: Um, and as in how they uh, responded to me cutting my uh, hands? Because I
0: guess you seem to be a more authoritarian person because of your color. Of or my
1: color, of uh, my clothing, of yeah. my my phone, of uh, anything basically. Yeah. But um, to me, no, personally, no, not at all. I don't yeah. see a difference uh, there, and I feel, I feel injustice if I look at what they earn for uh, for the work they do. Yeah. And also, like, we're here in a really nice office. I can... Uh, uh, I sometimes also say, like... Um, like, the fact that they had to work per crate uh, uh, and, and basically work a whole day to fill up 50 crates. Mm-hmm. And I can work here a whole day and I uh, can... Uh, for example, talk ten minutes in the, at the co- coffee machine while still being paid. Yeah, it's in- unthinkable for them. And um, in that regard, I fi- fi- find myself very privileged. Uh, mm. And there is some injustice in that, I think.
0: Did that, like, almost like realization or this experience of being privileged, do something with how you act now or with how you see
1: things now? Yeah, but, uh, I can't say, uh, no, it didn't. Uh, no, of course, yes, it did. Uh, but if you would ask me for specific examples, uh, I couldn't give you any directly, or I have to think a bit longer about it. But uh, at least knowing this is already, and also feeling more privileged um, makes you also more grateful for what you have, I guess.
0: Yeah. An experience that I, for example, had in the Philippines, I guess, similar to that when I was seeing um, people on the um, rocky beaches collecting those stones and putting them into bags and just selling those bags and doing this seven days a week, just sitting there in the sun and Mm -hmm. sorting stones and obviously making them just nothing in, in real money what we see here because of their currency also.
1: Yeah. But on the other hand, I don't want to feel pity for them in a way. No, because no. Because they don't ask for it. Uh, and they might also live a very happy life. Uh, it's it's our Western ideals sometimes to judge these people on, okay, you are poor and you are having a, a, a stupid life. while they maybe even uh, be more happy than we are with our capitalistic uh, ideals.
0: So what I was actually wanting to say was like, this just opened completely my perspective. Yeah. And like, people are doing... Those kind of jobs, and I'm doing this, whatever it is. And like so many different things and perspectives then almost collide because, like, I grew up with this complete Western perspective, and um, kind of you go to, to school, university, and have then this, I don't know, a couple of thousand pay, euros per month paid job, mm-hmm. and you live there until whatever age. Um, and this is just not the reality in most parts of the world. Yeah. Yeah, and just th- this perspective helped me at least to also open and broaden my perspective and like okay I can do a lot of different other things too this way is not the only real way Yeah, and that is yeah. I think a very a real big gift I got through traveling
1: oh definitely and it, now I even find myself sometimes having difficulty with empathizing people who haven't traveled <laughs> I have the same actually yeah, yeah.
0: And sometimes, really, when when you oh yeah, experience, sometimes when I just tell those stories of like that happened there and there, and like some other people also see you as, oh wow, you are this person having experienced all this. So mm-hmm. just by having done different things, it creates almost this this distance yeah. when you tell
1: those stories. And sometimes I know this is stupid, but your base expectation is that other people that you speak to has also had similar sort of experiences. Yeah, yeah, and
0: that's. Well, at least I feel very rarely the case. Um, of course, like you and your kind of small bubble and a lot of people and friends have done similar experience. I feel, mm-hmm. because you like those people, because they have yeah. similar mindsets, similar perspectives. Yeah, true. So feel connected to them. Um, but uh, that's just like a small portion of what people actually think and what the uh, general yeah. mindset is.
1: Well, like, if you think you're not in a bubble, uh, <laughs> then you're probably... Uh, uh, not right. Uh, you, most of us are all in a bubble, uh, thinking of how uh, the world works. Works. I mean, the the
0: bubble is, I guess, often used in like just like social media or people that are close to you that mm-hmm. you have like similar content running continuously through your mind. But it's like it starts already like way earlier, like where you just grew up. Where which yeah. media are you
1: consuming? And with. it's like oh, this is nice because. Um, <laughs> Um, I totally get what you're saying um, mm-hmm. as a young person you, you grow up with your parents and um, um, uh, in a society or in how we all de- de- define how you should live your life basically yeah. and you ha- you don't have a consciousness yet uh, and uh, when I was 19 years old like I told before when I was in South Africa for the first time I, all ties were basically cut with with my social life in the Netherlands, okay. um, and and then there was a like I cherished this opportunity uh, uh, till the end of my days, I guess. Uh, uh, that was a real opportunity to discover yourself uh, and and who you want to be, uh, actually. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's for me through traveling the best gift I could have gotten. Like really, okay, cut everything that has been before and see what you actually want.
1: Yeah. What are you gonna do then? Yeah.
0: And. That's actually a super difficult question to answer because it takes a lot of a lot of thinking and really mind works and what do I want and what is like put project or put into me that other people want me mm-hmm. to do or want from me
1: but and if you can answer that uh you come out with it with a lot of uh, uh like you have the capacity to um individually uh, take initiative uh, from that moment on, whatever you're gonna do. I'm currently thinking about going to work remote more in Europe, Mm -hmm. uh, in which I would also likely need a lot of uh, individual, uh, um, like initiate a lot of things, uh, to get or speak to people, meet people whatsoever, like you did perhaps also when you came to the Netherlands. Uh, And I imagine that is also really difficult, but uh, really interesting also.
0: Like what you just meant, a great example, when I got here now to Groningen, I kind of knew, okay, I I know the podcast thing is, for example, something I really, really enjoy. Just like having those deep conversations about topics completely different is just sometimes I get, is something I get energy out of and just enjoy doing. So Mm -hmm. that's why when I now got to Groningen, I was like, Okay, how can I continue this? Because that's something I personally truly love to do. Yeah. And yeah. then I take initiative and like spoke to different people in this area, just like started Googling, Googling what are people like
1: maybe interested in the same field. And there's just many continue. people who want to talk to you about anything, basically. Whatever you're interested in, there's always someone who is also interested in it.
0: Just Just imagining yourself do you like to talk to the same people in the same field? It's most of the time yes, yeah. and so the others would probably do too. Yeah, so yeah. that's uh, I feel like a an easy way to really connect yourself in a city, but also just um, get an easy entrance into the the, the things you would like to do. Yeah, and so that's something I I really got out of like traveling and because as you said it's like cut off everything every connection, and then you start to think. Okay, I don't have anything to do now for the next three months. What yeah. am I going to do? Yeah, and that's a great question to start with.
1: Yes, yeah, I think so too. So it's, it's an interesting point to be at. Yeah, and you had this What was it? When you were
0: nineteen, did you have? This I was question? nineteen,
1: and it was in two thousand and nineteen.
0: And you did have this, this question in your head. And how did
1: you... Not at all. I was like... This was all coincidence. Uh, okay. This was all... And it's uh, I used to study in Zwolle. And mm-hmm. I took the train every day from Groningen to Zwolle. And... Um, um, one day there was this magazine in the, uh, the coupé. Uh, it was called the Intermediaire. And it's not a magazine that's usually there. Somebody probably left it. Uh, and I... Uh, Already pre- Before this happened, I already applied for an internship uh, at a South African company that was owned by a Dutch lady. Uh, um, she had posted a vacancy on the website for Dutch designers, mm-hmm. uh, and I just responded to it without actually knowing anything about South Africa. I was just interested to see what kind of a reaction I would get in return. Um, um I didn't, like, I, I wasn't really even motivated to get the job. I just wanted to, to experiment and explore a bit what kind of response I would get. Um, didn't discuss it with my parents because my, my mom obviously didn't really like it that I uh, wanted to go to South Africa because all she knows about South Africa is from the news yeah. as well. And, uh, like, you know, uh, South Africa had huge history with apartheid and uh, crime whatsoever. Um Anyway, then the second time when I was in that train uh, coupe, I opened up that magazine and uh uh I opened it halfway and there was a full spread page about internships again about uh, in South Africa. Um so I thought, well this maybe this is something like it's coming back to my part again for the second time now and I'm I'm definitely not a very spiritual uh kind of person that believes in uh fate or anything like that, but at that time I thought, well, maybe I really need to do something with it. So uh, then I wrote, because this uh, was a a company called ForexChange, and they basically mitigate uh, internships uh, uh, in South Africa. So I wrote to them, I said, well, this is what I, uh, I can do, and I'm looking for this, and uh, can you perhaps help me? And so then the ball started rolling. I still didn't know anything about South Africa. I thought I would, uh, like, I stayed in Cape Town, and I thought, well, this uh, this place is probably uh, like uh, they don't have uh, streets. Uh, they don't have uh, like they've all got muddy mud houses made of uh, straw and uh, mud. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, like Cape Town is a really European-like city, actually. But uh, yeah, it was quite. Uh, quite interesting to basically discover a total new world where your curiosity is also, uh, we talked about it before, is being sparked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so you kind of took, t- took that from those like, two incidences where like, there was the internship, but is that um, something you now look more often into? Like something you see more that you get triggered by, by those incidences a bit more that you, that you think oh mm. I've seen that now two times maybe I should
1: well, act I, on I, it. I try to be a bit more conscious about the mm-hmm. things that I do because the most of the decisions I've made in my life were just opportunities that I took and they came on my path and um, uh, I just take them uh, opportunities I, uh, Yeah, some people need like like for me myself as well I had twice the opportunity and then I took it Uh, and some people don't take it but I usually take take the opportunities and I want to be a bit more conscious now about the decisions that I make instead of uh, yeah um, leading my life through coincidence Uh, basically I want to be a bit more in control as far as I can um, May I ask the question why?
0: Because it worked before it until now.
1: Uh, yeah, it, and it is a nice way also. Um, <laughs> why? Uh, because I don't know. That's also. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Because I th- I feel that I want to uh, um, get the m- most out of it. I want to get the most out of it, and I I. I Although I got a lot out of the serendipity uh, of, of all the chances and opportunities that I had in, uh, in the past, um, I feel that um, now is also a natural time for me to be more conscious about it and uh, steer more to what the outcome is going to be or where it's going to be. Uh, although I still like to be surprised. So, yeah, it's... A, Uh, yeah it's a tricky question I wouldn't say that the one uh, if it if it happens to me if I that I would recline it Um, no I don't think I would but if there's a nice opportunity uh, well maybe like I'm thinking about this now and maybe there's also sometimes in my life before there was a a trigger that made it happen and uh, for example recently there was also a really nice opportunity that I saw uh, it also really fitted with my purpose and with my uh, goals and and, and and my personal development, but I don't necessarily have a trigger to act upon it yet. Okay. Um, maybe there's another opportunity coming by in the near future when I do have an uh, incentive to do so, but at the moment I haven't. Yeah. So so in a way. Yeah, both like both can be alright.
0: And you are now tending just to to the other one. Yeah, I guess so.
1: Um, and I'm not sure why, as you notice. Know, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not sure why.
0: No, I, um, I recently also talked to another guy from from India, and he worked. Uh, he works now in a like in a big uh, pharmacy company in Germany, and he, for example like had a similar approach, like like you just said. He started out in India with just like being super curious, exploring everything, and just whenever there was an opportunity, he just like jumped into it and tried and yeah. did his best and enjoyed the time. And now he's going also into the part of like, now I need to secure everything where, where I am, like need to secure this job, need to secure uh, those parts and how far I've gotten.
1: Did he get a wife or, a, or get a partner and children? Yeah. All right.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. But then he also like reflected on that, and it's kind of funny when you think of, in different terms about it. The way that got you to that point that you are right now, why should you stop that? Because it brought you up there. And then switching mm. into another one might be...
1: Mm. Perhaps. Although it's not n- never a bad thing to try different approaches, I guess. But um, uh, maybe because uh, I went twice to South Africa and um, first time, two to, or three times by now. Uh, first time in 2008 till 2009. Uh, second time was during the World Cup in 2010. Mm. And I went there also with sort of a similar sort of experience. And obviously, experience is different. Um, so, if you keep on doing things the same way, you can't expect uh, the same outcome. Um, so, I'm I'm happy with exploring. If 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 I would make to, if I would take my matters a bit more into own hands and steer mm-hmm. a bit, like I have dreams, ambitions, and uh, I can make them happen. But if I leave that up for coincidence. Then it just happens to me. Yeah. Uh, Mm. Or not. Uh, Yeah, I don't, I really don't know what is a better approach. Um, I really don't know. Because both have their ups and uh, downs, I guess.
0: And there, I think, really think that's just super important what, like, just your personal experience with that. Because, like, most of the time, we, or at least I look super outboard to like, okay, where did this person, which approach did they use? Uh, what techniques have they used in, in those areas in their lives? And just then like try to copycat almost like what, what they've done.
1: Yeah, uh, it doesn't work, I guess.
0: Exactly. That's kind of what I figure most of the time. That's like, okay, I'm, I kind of can try that, but he's a completely different person than I am. Mm. So why should I then take that approach? Of course, like it seems a bit easier in the beginning when you just like take on what another person has done before already, but it it is most often the wrong way for you because you are completely different. Yeah. And what I now figure like the way inward and really okay, if if this question occurs to you now, like okay, which might be the better approach for you for uh, for you, is then okay, what maybe like I would do it now in a meditation or something, what answer comes to your mind Um, in a way to really go deep into yourself just like being super calm and then uh, asking this question without really expecting or thinking in a direction but just really feeling what feels the right way
1: Um, intuition uh, it's basically intuition basically yeah and I think that intuition comes from experience Mm -hmm. Um, and the more experience the more uh, the better your intuition becomes also can you can you explain the question a bit more uh, clear to me? Because I don't really understand what, you, what you're what you looking for.
0: Oh, I didn't you ask you for a question. I didn't ask oh. a question yet. Uh, it was just like um, that I see the approach of really figuring something out for yourself, even though it might be harder and um, maybe also takes longer to find something within yourself. So we'll look deep into rather than outward. And that's just... Um, like, kind of in, in the direction I go or I've found a way, like, recently that this might be a better approach for myself. Yeah, yeah. So I get then that. the co- kind of question is, have you, or, like, which approach do you use to really look at other people, how they might do it and try to see what you can take on? Or is it more like, okay, I'm trying to figure it out for myself and just maybe, I don't know, take a weekend off and figure it out.
1: I'm really stubborn. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've always uh, figured it out by myself. Um, yeah. And that also works the best for me. Uh, and obviously, I like, uh, yeah, there's in English, like in Dutch, there are two words: you have eigenwijs and you have koppig. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't translate into English uh, really well. Um, or it, uh, maybe you could say headstrong and stubborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more headstrong than stubborn. Okay. Because um, uh, I do listen to uh, my surroundings, my environment, uh, to the opinions people have, to the experience people have, but I most of the time make my own decision based on all the reference that I have. Um, um, and often I uh, I just do, but I think a lot about it first.
0: Okay. Yeah. Before you ask, like other opinions or perspectives
1: yeah and i analyze a lot in, in my mind uh although uh, basically all scenarios has gone through my mind before uh, mm. uh and and sometimes you c- can't find an answer like in relationships for example is uh, like you or when you're in love with somebody if you you are in this scary moment of uh saying to someone okay i i love you or i i i find you attractive and i want to have a relationship with you Uh, like if you go through tinder that's nice because everybody knows already that that's the intention but if that's not the case then it's a lot more difficult to come up with this and then you can uh, try and uh, run through all the scenarios in your mind but you can't like you can't get an answer because you don't know what the other person is going to say yeah um If that other like okay, you might have catched some hints, but you know, uh, like sometimes it's really confusing. Um, um, So you don't know, (laughs) and then uh, you just have to let go that you don't like that you can't, uh, yeah, anticipate already what's gonna happen, and uh, you just have to see and and see for yourself if if uh, you're gonna make that decision or not, or uh, uh, find it acceptable that the risk of Whatever the risk may be, this is just an example. The risk of being uh, rejected uh, is uh, high enough uh, for you to admit that you uh, are uh, in love.
0: Yeah. yeah. Nice that you just, like started talking about now. Okay, what it might be if you get rejected or a failure of approaching this person? Because before we also talked about um, your uh, loved quote from Thomas Edison yeah and uh, we had a small chat about um the yeah really just fear failure how how you approach things, and that I also found very interesting how you looked at that how you look at um like working on on projects working in inside this company how you approach when other people make mistakes or something like that
1: uh yeah um I think mistakes are necessary uh, to succeed, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well said. <laughs> yeah. If you don't make mistakes, yeah, how are you ever gonna make uh, success? Because uh, without mistakes, you can't succeed. At least that's how I look at it. And uh, I think that um, in an organization like, for example, Startup Weekend, what I really emphasize on is creating that safe environment in which it is safe to uh, make mistakes. And w- in which the world doesn't uh, explode if you have made a mistake. Um, um, so, and I think that is really important. Okay. And the quote, like yeah. maybe you need to mention it. Also, yeah. the quote I really love is: "I have, I have not uh, failed. I have just worked out ten thousand ways that don't work." Yeah, and I, I really love that because it's, it, it's a bit of switching around and turning it into an opportunity again. Stuff, think, okay, well, this is the end of the world now, everything's over. Yeah. yeah.
0: And have you, like, now it's also very interesting because have you had this, like, obviously you didn't have this quote always, but this, this way of thinking on you, how you approach mistakes or failure, um, like, has this always been there or did you, like, mm. get it actively?
1: No, maybe, well, like I said before, I'm really, really headstrong. And, mm-hmm. uh, like, I, um, I wasn't a really good student. Uh, and, um, and that is also partly due to my, my stubbornness. Uh, because I knew for myself what I wanted to do and I knew what I wanted to learn and what I didn't want to learn. So don't tell me you need that I need to learn French <laughs> or need to learn biology. Eventually I learned a lot uh, and so a lot of stuff sticked, but
0: One of the kids the teachers hated because he always asked (laughs) questions or didn't want to do things they just told.
1: Yeah, and visa versa, by the way. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) that's correct. Sort of. Not all teachers. There were there were actually uh, like there were some teachers in my life that really understood much more how I uh, like how my mind worked and how I perceived the world and how how to deal with me also um and they have really managed to inspire me also uh, uh by taking me serious and also taking the time for a, a conversation instead of okay you're just one of the other students and you haven't made your homework uh, uh retention yeah. <laughs> go clean the uh, the the square yeah. yeah
0: and so you said it probably becomes through your um, stubbornness.
1: Yeah, because you were asking again. Uh, can you remind me real quick?
0: Yeah, where, where this is coming from? Did you get it actively or did you just, just yeah. Oh, yeah. develop? Yeah, uh,
1: uh, my idea of failure. Yeah. Oh, I failed a lot. And <laughs> <laughs> you have to uh, find a, a way to accept that. Uh, uh, so we're uh, always
0: trying things and then you figure something okay, it's
1: wrong or is it you, you failed in doing things but you at first you no, need well, to have the and curiosity. you learn also that uh, that all those failures if like if you if you have failed a few times eventually you learn you you step back right up and uh, uh, nothing changed you just continue uh, and that's maybe more where i got the mindset from that it's not bad to fail i have also seen that uh uh people uh uh, yeah, basically become paralyzed by failure, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I always think, well, and it's also maybe something that was brought to me or or given to me through my uh, uh, my parents. Uh, like, okay, if it's not uh, it's not bad. It's okay. Uh, don't worry. Just continue. Try it again. And yeah.
0: And maybe in in connection to that, we also uh, you also mentioned the way how you perceive leadership. As giving responsibility to other people, so basically, um, I just presume now um, that everybody takes for themselves the responsibility of um, going forward, of making mistakes, of of dealing with that. So they kind of the that every person for themselves has the responsibility to like do mistakes, to fail, but also <laughs> to get back up again.
1: Yeah, but in in practice, uh, what you see is that. Uh that's like okay. That's my vision also. Uh, mm-hmm. But in uh, uh, practice, there are still people who, who uh, feel a, like managers feel a need to say, "Okay, you failed, and uh, how are we going to fix this?" And, and and really be upset about it or make it a huge issue that there's is failure. So people like there's no safe environment to feel uh, to make failures. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's put it down to that. Um, uh, do you think that these people that fail do not ponder with themselves like, or feel bad about the failure themselves already? Do they really need somebody to pinpoint out further that they have made a failure or uh, whatsoever? I don't think that is necessary. Um, obviously, you discuss uh, accountabilities. Mm-hmm. Okay, Your accountability is, um, um, I don't know, you, you have to uh, make sure that uh, on a Friday eve... Uh, Presentation can go on, location, technique needs to be working all, all along. Um, in the edition last year, for example, we had to stick up a laptop to the roof of this building uh, uh, to do the presentations because there was no HDMI cable. Well, that's a failure. But that's okay. We've learned from that and the next year it was a, wasn't made again. And we uh, also made an adjustment to uh, uh, our governance uh, and now it's a, uh, we laughed about it obviously uh, uh, because it, was, it worked, but uh, it was a bit tricky. Um, but um, and now we made a funny joke in our governance, basically saying like, okay, make sure that there's no laptops uh, stick to the roof or whatsoever. Of yeah, way. that kind of accountability has been added. But we uh, make it really explicit what is your, uh, the purpose of the role that you fulfill and what are the accountabilities that come with it. And we trust people with buying houses. We trust people with, with arranging their holidays. Why wouldn't we trust them in uh, executing a role within an organization? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pretty simple set, but I, th- I think it's super um, powerful that you give people so much responsibility. Yeah, and they pay
1: pay it back. They they totally pay it back.
0: Yeah, I guess that will be the next question. Like, okay, do you think then really that has um, made a significant difference in how you interact with them? I guess you also said that the hierarchies are a bit lower since you're not an authoritarian leader Mm -hmm. in a way. How is that for
1: you then? For me, it's a bless. uh, Mm -hmm. Because uh, let me tell you about the organization that I entered when I uh, joined the Startup Weekend team. Um, This team had leaders in the past that uh, were more hierarchical uh, leaders. Mm -hmm. Uh, They basically explained to everyone, this is what is being expected from you. And Mm -hmm. not really explicit, but okay, this is what you need to do. We need to organize an event that's awesome. Go do it, basically. Okay, but what is awesome then? Eh? What other, what a kind of accountabilities come with it? Um, they never made that very explicit. Um, in the meantime, uh, uh, lots of things that couldn't be checked also, like because it wasn't explicit. So, so, uh, do we have? Have we sold enough tickets? Have we? Uh, uh, well maybe that's not the best example because it's really evident, but. Have we arranged um, uh, an after-party or, or or other small details? In, in the end, you get to much smaller details. Um, you don't know because you can't ask, because there's nobody being re- explicit responsible. Maybe you all assume that somebody has arranged it, basically, um, which is often not the case. And in the end, it comes down to, okay, all the workload that that needs to be done goes back to the leader. Mm. And that those kind of leaders get, get overwhelmed with the amount of stuff they do, the quality of uh, an event, or, or like in case of an organization, the quality of the work an organization does uh, is suffering. Um, um, and it, yeah, as a leader, you can't be doing all the accountabilities in the organization. I have a really nice uh, analogy... Uh, that I uh, sometimes use is a coxed four. So what? A coxed four. That's a rowing boat in. Okay. A, 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 yeah, rowing. And there's four rowers and there's one coxman. Or coxman. Oh, the yeah. So the coxman is basically the steerman. Yeah. Uh, on the, saying, giving the commands like okay. Uh, uh, uh. And all the coxman does is uh, being responsible for the safety of the crew in um, in the boat, uh, uh, giving. Uh, uh, Instructions about where the other boats are in the water, and uh, uh, basically motivating the team. Mm. And the the team is rowing, uh, but once that coxman or cox woman, I don't know if there's a, <laughs> both both ways but um, starts to do the rowing, he can't have the oversight of what's going on anymore. So everything's gonna go wrong. Yeah. Uh, and I I really like that analogy. And that's difficult. Analogy. Analogy. Yeah yeah
0: i see that and i guess that's also something um that you do for yourself too like you yeah. for yourself uh take the responsibility of your own like journey in the, in the way you you mm-hmm. take on okay um f- figuring out your purpose what you do there like all those kind of things i guess that's where it started isn't it
1: uh yeah well it was obviously not from right beginning. it was also obviously a learning uh, mm-hmm. path but um um some people also compliment me for for my role uh or uh, that I'm working really hard, but I don't think that a leader like or 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 look at my role and think oh that's a a tough role but in reality, by now with the way we've set up the governance. Mm-hmm. It's just making sure that everyone uh, stays accountable. It's just making sure that we're on track. uh, And that's about it. You don't have to... Like, if if things go well, you don't have to do anything at all. Yeah. In that role, at least. Uh, Like, I also do some other roles like finance and whatsoever. But uh, in my role as lead, I don't necessarily have to uh, do a lot of work uh, or work really hard. I just have to maintain an overview of uh, what's going on and therefore we have set up governance with with tactical meetings and uh, uh, checklists and uh, metrics uh, that are being updated by the 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 person accountable for it yeah Um, yeah so I just get updates from the team uh, just like anyone else in the team not that I'm being updated specifically but anyone in the team is being updated so uh, yeah and you
0: also a couple of times mentioned now, okay, that the person always has to have like their purpose in place, knows what they, they're about to do. Um, yeah. I guess you also mentioned um, that you figured out your way of doing things, your goals, your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say is now the direction you are going towards? What's your thrive? What's your purpose right now?
1: That's uh, a difficult one uh, because I'm at sort of a crossroads. Mm-hmm. Um, like I decided it's time for me to stop uh, fulfilling a role as lead organizer uh, because I think that if I would do uh, another year of organizing, then people are going to see me as the, the leader to go to and I don't want to uh, fulfill that kind of role. I think um, I believe in distributed leadership. Uh, and uh, I believe also that anyone should uh, fulfill that role, uh, if, at least if you have organized it correctly. Yeah, um, uh, uh, yeah I'm now contemplating, because I do find it uh, really important to uh, uh, create opportunities. I feel, like I said before, very privileged to have the opportunities that I have. Um mm. And I also am sort of concerned about uh, um, if future generations still have the same amount of opportunities as I have had. Uh, like I grew up in the time that internet uh, became really big, a lot of opportunities opened up to become from a little quartier uh, to a, uh, of, of from 10 cent to a 25 kwartje. Uh, yeah. As <laughs> uh, a Dutch paper yeah. which I'm not also even like <laughs> trying to translate. I'm trying yeah. to recite, but it's not going really well. But it doesn't matter, uh, Dutch people understand. Um <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that was a, like many people had the opportunity to uh, to grow into a different uh yeah how you say, from from a blue worker to a white worker. I don't know with these levels actually with these yeah. colours but <sighs>
0: And now in this, these, you've, do you expect then the opportunities to to, to go, or to diminish or yeah,
1: well you in a way like we've got huge monopolization of the world basically yeah. and uh, huge companies also uh, 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 basically owning so much uh, that it's uh, for for innovate and and also innovation. Uh, it's not endless, uh, mm-hmm. like if we, over the last hundred years we've discovered oil uh, uh, managed to make plastics uh, look what an impact that had on on how our lives are now. Um, these are all great innovations that made made so many more opportunities possible uh, yeah, business wise but yeah anyway yeah made a lot of possibilities at least and well. The uh, opportunity of us discovering this kind of stuff uh, uh, again, yeah. uh, from uh, is not, is, is reducing. I think um, it's not. It's not becoming bigger.
0: And where do you see your part in? The near future, in in when or in any well, part, I to point.
1: give an like uh, the answer I see to 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 give an answer on uh, on the globalization and the uh, on on power of, of 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 huge companies is to collaborate. Uh, mm-hmm. Like uh, small small players can only uh, compete with the big players if they collaborate, uh, because then I think they can even become stronger than the big players. And that's also why I think it's so important to be altruistic, uh, uh, um, because that's a really good base for uh, collaboration, um, and for uh, also like I don't know, there's um, if you I I don't know if this translates into English, but in the Netherlands uh, there's a gun factor, like you you want you, you I, I really would like you to have that or. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it would be uh, a blessing if you would have that. Or I don't know how you would translate uh, it. I don't know either. I'm really curious now, actually. <laughs> Let me just really Google it real quick. Sure. Um, I think I've Googled it, this before, actually. Yeah, you would think it's a gun factor, but yeah, it's yeah. not. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you see, it doesn't even tra- translate. Uh,
0: it translates as "gun factor," <laughs>
1: yeah, which is totally, totally not. Yeah, award they say, but it's not, not really. It doesn't really cover the, the meaning of the word.
0: So you want you want to give to the other person. You want to have let the other. Well, person not have that you them. are
1: giving it yourself, but it, if it were to be given to you, that would be awesome.
0: Mm. Uh, okay.
1: That's more about it, I guess. Um
0: and also another thing about the the altruism I recently heard was well he was saying that it there is no like true altruism but rather that we are in a way all safe, selfish and that even when you yeah. connect connected then part to even when I give you something it's and so want to make easy. you feel good I also want to make me feel good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's, but it's a bit play playing with words, I guess, or playing with uh, semantics. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, it's true. Like I get a good feeling from uh, helping somebody else, but that doesn't make it uh, any different. Yeah. yeah. So or, or, or for, less for good, uh, let's say it so.
0: Yeah. So there's like even like because it's uh, I, get, I guess it's not a limited resource in this sense. Right, when you give somebody else a good feeling, Mm -hmm. just because the other person has it, you also get it. Like that's not a, I guess, it's not taking from the other perspective and just adding something onto you. And I guess that's... Yeah, but
1: is that a condition to be uh, altruistic? Or to be truly altruistic, I mean? I don't know. I don't think it is.
0: I guess like how I have it in mind is like that you don't expect anything in return.
1: Yeah, but but altruism is ba- you basically translate uh, altruism to selfless, uh, yeah. being selfless. I don't think that uh, that's the case necessary for altruism. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. It's but and and not that it is uh, selfish altruism, but yeah, it's beneficial to both basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, but it's without expectations.
0: Oh, okay, that's a huge part then. Yeah. Like you don't, even though you might get something, but it's like you kind of don't expect.
1: Can, can you? Is that practical? Can you do that? And that's how I see it. Yeah. <laughs> because that seems like if I give you a, a glass of like a, a glass of tea or a beer, I don't expect you to return me with a beer uh, next time I see you or whatsoever. Mm.
0: Yeah, because like it's it's, but it's just sometimes like when they okay maybe something else would be than, nice if you then just it. like a beer or a tea because I guess that's almost like in the culture that you do that. Mm-hmm. But if there's something else that you, I don't know, write a code for somebody, and just because they asked you to. Yeah. Um,
1: well, if we have a, 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 if I know your values a bit more, uh, or, or I would like if I know your values then and they match also my values and uh, we are having a good time then why wouldn't yeah. I write a little piece of code if that would help you and and I have the capacity to help you basically yeah yeah you know sometime next time uh, I don't expect it but uh, uh, maybe you are a great designer and uh, next time I need a design and you create something for me again okay. but I, it's not to be expected as a thing that is uh, being offered in return, it's not uh, as trans- transactional as uh, yeah. it looks like, although it still is. It's, it's, there's this um, uh, some some people call it emotional bank. Yeah, uh, like the karma or uh, no? Well, I'm not oh. sure if it's karma, but emotional bank. Like you can, uh, uh, like for example, we're friends and uh, uh, we we have uh, spent some nights. Uh, 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 drinking beers in the city or whatsoever or something else, uh, went bowling or whatever you do for fun, um, that creates a, a bank account, emotional bank account. Mm-hmm. But then next time uh, we meet, you basically uh, uh, don't show up. That reduces uh, the bank account. You can only do that several amount of times. And, then, and after you've done that, like more times than uh, uh, adding up uh, your bank account again, mm-hmm then eventually that friendship is over and that relationship is over and you don't have to uh, expect any altruism from me again. Because I think, well, you don't match my values. I find it important that you show up if you had a meeting. Uh, So there's like, there are so many things also involved in altruism perhaps. Uh, uh, But my principle is at least with everyone that I meet to have a positive bank account from the start. Not to to think, okay, well... uh, You haven't done anything for me yet, so uh, uh, I don't uh, grant you time to speak with me or um, whatsoever.
0: Because that is, I feel, often the case. I mean, especially if a person is high in some leadership role. Mm -hmm. It's like, you need to give me something in order for me to talk to you or something.
1: Yeah, and I can understand also, um, because... um, uh, you're being approached by so many people who want some of your time and uh, uh, time is something of the, like it's the most precious thing we have, uh, mm-hmm. perhaps. Uh, so yeah, I can understand that some people are really specific about where they spend their time uh, and not. Um, yeah, I do that too, I guess. Yeah.
0: Then I appreciate a lot that you gave me so much time.
1: Uh, Yeah, and then it's also the question why, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe because you have a sincere interest in learning and uh, 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 you're a sincere person uh, with sincere interest. Uh, I also once spoke with a journalist and, uh, uh, well was his job and you could notice that it was his job uh, to ask questions to people and uh, if he would call me again I wouldn't say okay well uh, like i I have time for you uh, whatsoever yeah yeah I have uh, other people that I get more energy from myself uh, and, yeah. unless I want something published perhaps. <laughs> yeah. yeah but then it's not altruistic anymore
0: yeah, then it's trans- transactional. Um, yeah. In the end, now, do you want to share something something else that's like really important to you that you would like other people to leave with um, in this podcast episode, something
1: that they should keep in mind? Um, I think um, we've already talked a lot about really interesting stuff. Uh, I don't have answers to everything, perhaps... Uh, but what I do think is really that is really important is to always uh, like a little piece of advice, perhaps, to always be curious. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, this is maybe also a bit wrapping up the conversation uh, with a, a conclusion of what we've been talking about. It's basically, always be curious. Um, also about new people. Uh, Uh, Give them a chance uh, and and go meet them, even if your time is uh, scarce. Uh, A cup of coffee doesn't take long. uh, And if it's not interesting, you can always uh, already uh, cut off the conversation in a political nice way. Um, And if you see that there is interest or there is a spark or there's something that interests you and keeps you curious, then why not? Um, And other than that, I would say always work together with people uh you know don't know where it ever will lead to um it, and I think that that if you would do do it that way um it will always provide you value in the long run uh, rather than in short term and uh and believe in yourself uh think you can do anything and anything that you can't uh, you can still learn that's what i uh, wanted to wrap up with.
0: That is perfect. Amazing. I love that. Um, Yeah, thank you so much for all the time you've given so far and that you actually really went super into depth and was thinking about difficult things for even for yourself, like being that open to like, I don't know those things yet about myself and I'm still figuring it out.
1: Yeah, well, definitely.
0: At least for me, super interesting to see and helpful to to get this connection, okay, other people are struggling a lot with, with similar topics, too, and um, we're kind of all just figuring everything out in our own realities. That's
1: and that kinda... will continue to be so, I think, and I'm afraid of it also, <laughs> but that's okay, yeah. yeah.
0: You're afraid of what, what exactly? I'm
1: well, not really afraid, but I'm afraid that it will uh, uh, continue to be like that, so you always have to deal with it. Uh, like, you, like, you're changing as a person uh, throughout the whole your whole life, and uh, it will always be, uh, some things will always remain uh, a challenge and not like it would also, wouldn't it also be very boring if you would have all the answers? Yes. I think it would. And I don't think you will ever get all the answers.
0: If not, we probably create new problems for yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so.
0: And so, if like anyone wants to know after the conversation, also get in contact with you or get, mm, ask you more questions, where can they find you or reach you?
1: Uh, well, maybe via you or uh, uh, via my Twitter. Uh, I, I have a Twitter account. Uh, yeah, it's my full name, but then without all the A and the. Uh, I, I just
0: put it in the show yeah. notes, and people can. Please <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. see it in the video there. Yeah.
0: Every time I talk to Luke afterwards, I feel I also want to give just generously to others and want to provide something. Um, so yeah, he really has a has a really cool aura that it's nice to be around. And if you also have any questions or would like to reach out to them, uh, again, look in the show notes. And yeah, I'm glad that you joined this podcast and hope you get something out of it. See you next time. One last thing. If you like this episode and want to hear more stories from inspiring and ambitious people, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend who might enjoy it too. Namaste.